Most entrepreneurs waste an insane amount of time trying to build their business. They are online 24-7, sacrificing their private life and burning out in the process. This is going to end right now. Welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. I'm your host, Virginia Reassis. I'm a serial entrepreneur, copywriter, business coach, and recovered workaholic. I know what it takes to go from burnt out and overwhelmed to building a six-figure business, posting only once a week and working less than five hours per day. My secret? Cutting out all the crap that doesn't move the needle forward in your business and producing content that actually attracts clients and gets you paid while living your best life. Want to create a business and a life you love? Sit back, relax, and let your content do the work for you. Hello and a big warm welcome to the Content Lounge Podcast. And today's episode is truly special because I have my best friend for life, my BFF, my work wife, and truly my better half with me here in the studio. And we are so excited to share with you what it takes to build a multi-million dollar business with your, with your best friend and someone who's very important to you in your life as well. So this is my best friend, Francesca. Hi, nice to be here. And yeah, we want to fill you in today on what it actually takes to, yeah, build a brand that's as big as Content Lounge when you have a lot of personal history together and yeah, just a relationship that goes over the usual business partnership. Yeah, I mean, lots of history and still lots of... <laughs> into each other's lives in the present. Yeah, I think we saw each other every single day the entire week. And not just because we we worked together, but because we actually enjoyed spending time together. Yeah. So the first question we always get is, what does it really take to build a business together with your best friend? You want to get started? Okay, I think it has a lot of advantages. You know the other person, you know what to expect, you know what this person, what their weaknesses are and everything. But on the other side, if you mix the personal with work, it can get difficult. So we had times where we were lucky that we managed to separate it properly as it would have been. Yeah, probably more challenging at some points in time. I think one of the most important factors for building a business together with your best friend is that it requires a lot of emotional intelligence. When you have a shared past together and you know each other so well and you know exactly what their touchy spots are, their triggers, it's very easy to weaponize that against each other if you don't have the emotional intelligence to separate that maybe you're frustrated with something about work to like not lash out on your best friend and your business partner in a way that's just very inappropriate. You have a very different energy and dynamic than if you just know each other from like a work environment. So I think emotional intelligence is one of the most important things. Yeah, I mean, yeah, of course, I think the emotional intelligence is something that they can kept us going through some phases. Yeah, we had some tough phases where I'd say we could have reacted differently and I don't know where we would be right now. Yeah. We've always managed that. That's true. Yeah, I think it has lots of advantages. Like to me, for example, I know I can trust Virginia. 
I don't know if I would do that with somebody I just met two months ago with some. I would not. <laughs> I don't think I would. So Virginia, I know I can trust. I know when she tells me I'm at capacity, she actually is at capacity. I know when she makes a mistake, it is an honest mistake and she wasn't trying to like screw me over or something. That, that, that's the upside. Like, you know, also I know what triggers her. So I can use it against her if I want, if I want to be mean. But on what? the same side, no, <laughs> the upside is there. But on the other side, I know if she gets a bit touchy or something, where it's coming from, or I know which topics I need to touch with, with extra care because I know she's a bit sensitive there and don't want to trigger her. So it has its ups and downs, everything. Yeah. And the same thing, of course, is true for me as well. I can be much more intentional in how I communicate and how I interact or how I bring up difficult conversations, knowing Francesca so well and knowing exactly what are certain topics that are going to be really hard for her to deal with compared to if I had, if we didn't have that personal relationship, then we wouldn't have that advantage. But I think a lot of people go into business with someone that they don't know as well, or if they do, then they don't have the skill to differentiate and to use their communication skillfully and intelligently and the background knowledge that they have. Yeah, I think it's emotional awareness. Also something that helped us a lot, I think, is the fact that we have similar work ethics and oh, yeah. our, say, our goals in life, our ideologies, our priority, maybe don't line up a hundred percent, but they do for the most part. I think that helps a lot because yeah. if you have somebody that's like completely opposite to you with the basic stuff, I think there can be a lot of friction. Yeah, I would say the same thing. I mean, I had experiences with a business partner before and our work ethics, our priorities, they did not align at all. And I always felt really resentful because it felt like being in high school all over again, where you carry all of the load of shared group presentations or group projects, except this time it actually is about something that really matters to your life and to you your financial stability as a person and truly your future. It's not just some silly little group project, right? So it was very important to me if I ever went into another business relationship with a friend that I would need to know who are they, what traumas and conditionings do they bring to the table, what makes them reactive versus not, and the, sh the same work ethic as me. Because when we started out, we were both still quite workaholics and <laughs> that is something that we got to untangle together yes we we did i mean we met and then we met in an environment that actually started we met in college and i think we always knew each other's work ethic very well because basically virginia came to study arabic never left again so we lived together for one and a half years. We studied together. We did things together. So we knew what the capacities are of the other person and the father I were like to put. But we lived together for like one yeah. and a half years. <laughs> I came over for Arabic homework, Arabic the language. And Francesca had a couch that was like not six feet tall. I'm almost six feet. I'm five eleven and a half. And her couch was like, I don't know, maybe five feet max. So two thirds of me slept on the couch and one third of me slept on her coffee, coffee table. 
And that's that's kind of how we stayed for like a year and a half because we found each other in this like very competitive, very high pressure environment. And it really glued us together. Like I would say like, like, yeah. Sometimes they say that hard times unite people. We can only <laughs> like we fix supporters of that theory. It is. It was super glue. <laughs> yeah. No, but so we know each other since 2009, 14 years. Oh my God. We're on like silver anniversary. anniversary. <laughs> and yeah, so we went to this really high pressure, super competitive university together. I mean, people like companies really loved to hire from our school because they knew the people who graduated from that school were would not complain if they had to abandon their needs because they were so used to it. They could really carry a high pressure environment for a very long time. And I think this also really affected us in two ways. One, it really turned us into highly productive people who can get stuff done no matter what, if we really need to push through. But also, I think after recognizing that and untangling that within our business, and learning like, oh, we're both workaholics. Okay, no wonder we're sometimes at each other. We're like way over capacity, both of us. And then we healed those parts inside of us. It really affected the corporate culture that we're creating inside Content Lounge. It affected the brand messaging for both Content Lounge and my personal brand. I mean, it affects every single aspect of our life and our work every single day from the way we decide make our business decisions to the kinds of offers, how they're structured, because Francesca will never ever tell me like, you should really do more life calls. If I'm like, no, I really want to spend time with my kids. Then the question is not, how can we get more life calls on your schedule and kind of make time for the kids? It's like, no, like, how can we get rid of the life calls or how can we create the space that you're craving so that you have exactly the kind of quality of life that you are striving for and the same thing is true for you yeah i mean we try to find a way so we look at the needs and then we try to find a way to make uh, the company meet the needs sometimes it takes a bit longer sometimes it can be done quicker yeah. but we always go that way mm -hmm. and i think something else like inside content lounge what we're currently integrating for our team is kind of like a, a, a happiness feedback loop where we really care about people getting their needs met as well. And this is something that we do take into consideration. So sometimes we had team members who were really like not at a good place, maybe sometimes, or something in their life came up, something happened that needed their attention. And then we, we were really accommodating of that. Like there's always a way to get things done without having to betray your needs and having to sacrifice like your quality of life. And that is something that is really important to us as we're building the company culture inside our business as well. It's not just about us being happy, but we want our team to be happy as well. Yeah, I mean, we try to accommodate also if the team pulls together a bit, you can always make yeah. it work. So far, it's always worked out, like everybody pulled together a bit and then it got yeah. sorted. And the nice thing about this is that we have a really, really loyal team. Like everyone in the team is really excited about our company mission, our vision, our culture and i feel really at home our team meetings are really funny and we spend a lot of time laughing <laughs> yeah <laughs> so i like yeah i think we we build really like our our work life home inside this 
Yeah, I mean, I think it started with finding each other because I'd say we have a very particular approach, different approach to a lot of yeah. things. I've been asked by friends about our company dynamics. And I think we transferred that to our team. Yeah. So we found a team that matches, which is, I think, important in general to find a team that matches your energy. Yeah, I agree. And that starts already within the relationship that you have with your business partner. Yeah. Your whether that's your best friend, your significant other, it really doesn't matter who that other person is that you start your business with. But you need a strong, solid relationship based around clear communication skills, emotional intelligence, really knowing the other person and trust. I think that is a way. Those are very important pillars to build a strong foundation for your business, on which your business can also flourish. Yeah. Trust is important. Knowing the other person is important. Also, I think what's helped us is that our skill sets are very compatible. compatible. <laughs> to be honest, I think that's helped us a lot because yes. that allowed us to actually provide, provide very, very clear cuts in the work areas. Every yeah. We have clearly different fields of expertise and not just expertise, but responsibilities. So for me, everything it, that touches me is the front-facing work. I'm the one who also has the training as a coach, who takes care of clients, who develops like the teachings and so on. I'm really, truly the marketer, thought leader, content creator, visionary. And you are the fantastic integrator who can turn the great number of my ideas into like the tangible reality of a functioning business. And yeah, so I do the work in the background, which is a bit more about structure and organization and keeping things running. Yeah, simply the operational and financial details of the company. You have your hand on accounting and you make sure our legals and taxes and that kind of stuff are being taken care of. Our automation, our, <laughs> yeah, the tech. The automations work, so when a customer signs up, he actually gets access to the course with everything. Yeah. And I, I think the ads are also more in your field of expertise. I am. Yeah, no. You we, coordinate our ad manager and our graphic designer and like the overall strategy. Yeah, so this is, this is, I think, the most front-facing task I have is I take care of the ad. Yeah. And I think this is important to like, no, it's not that I don't know how to do things or it's not the case that I couldn't do accounting if I wanted to but it's not my zone of genius and it's not what I am best at and at the same time of course you could do social media if you wanted to if you really wanted to but you don't want to yeah so it's not that you wouldn't wouldn't have the skills if you if you wanted to you could build a personal brand but it's like we are both in our zones of genius you like being behind the scenes in peace just get your work done and like do the things where also your analytical thinking can really thrive and for me it's like i am really the visionary like the super creative person like i love translating my ideas and my thoughts into very easy to replicate methods and systems and business thoughts like where my ideas can just keep bubbling up with clients and like the interactions with clients like those are the things that I really care about and that 
bring me a lot of joy versus you're very happy being behind the scenes and having mostly team interaction. Yeah, I interact with the team a lot, not so much to the outside. I like to do the analytical work, but this is part of the ads. Basically, ads is a lot of analytics. Yeah. I'm happy there. Yeah, I would not be. It's not, again, it's not that I couldn't, but it just doesn't bring me joy. Like, you like this nitty-gritty playing around with things, going like, oh, this could be, oh, it's like a Venn diagram. Like, yeah, great. I can do that, but I would poke pins in my eye. No, I think you would become intolerable if you had to do that. Like, <laughs> I would probably be cranky as hell because, again, it doesn't bring me joy and it would drain a lot of my energy. Yeah, no, it's good. I, I'm happy to do that. I'm fine. I also, this is something she says, like, automations, what's the fun about it? I'm like, oh, it's like so amazing. Like, once you start and you start figuring out everything you can do, I'm super happy when I start automating everything. Yeah. So that's funny. <laughs> I'm just like, why? <laughs> and then like, I don't have to do that. What's the <laughs> Yeah. No, I think, and I think what's really important there is like, I don't, I don't get involved with your work. Like, I don't touch anything that you do. I don't micromanage. I don't check. Like, we both want this business to be successful. You don't check my content either. I'm, I'm like, did you read that post that I wrote? And you're like, no. Yeah. So do too much work. I'm not (laughs) so much on social media as you are. I tend to be more on different platforms. So sometimes I miss stuff. But the good thing is we can trust each other. I don't need to check if she's posting. I know if if there's a need to post, she will do it. I know she will take care of it. And she knows that I'm doing my stuff too. Virginia doesn't know what I do half the time either. Yeah, exactly. And I think this is really important. This goes hand in hand with posting part. If you have a business founder, a business partner or a co-founder, and then you, you don't trust each other, you're choosing to sabotage the relationship from the get go. Like there's no reason or no point why you ever even should have gotten involved with that business partner. If you choose not to trust, then the relationship has no future. It has no potential even to be functional. I mean, if you don't trust and value your partner, I don't think it makes much sense to go into business with that person. Otherwise, yeah. you can just go off and hire any random person from the street. Yeah. The difference is like we value each other's opinions. We, we trust each other, which allows us to do some things that you wouldn't do with another person. When Virginia says we should do that, I actually think about it. Or when she says, I made a call, I did that. I know she's doing it in the best intention no matter what the outcome is. And I think it's the same the other way around. So sometimes you make mistakes. We both have made them. That's fine. But we always can be sure it was not with that intention. And I think that this is this is a trust part. And also you have to value the person. Yeah. Because if you don't value the person, you're never going to take the opinion serious. And I think that... Yeah, I really don't think so either. It's... It reminds me a little bit when I originally met my husband, I moved to New York shortly after. And of course, I had all the feelings of like, oh, what if he goes sees other women or can I really trust him? But then I also made this intentional decision like, okay, well, I really like this guy. If I want to give this relationship even a chance of potentially working out, then trust is my only choice. Is it easy? No. Is it is it something that requires courage? Absolutely, yes. But also, 
it is a necessity for any functional relationship. And I think in business, it's the same way. If you go into business with a partner where you don't feel like you could trust them unconditionally, like even if we had a big argument or something, which of course happens, like happens in every relationship, even in the times where we had to keep our business and our private relationships more separate, I would have never, ever thought for one second that you would rip me off or that you were trying to like steal money from the business or sabotage our business. Like I knew I could always rely on you doing the work, even if privately, maybe I don't want to spend time with you in that. Yeah. I mean, we've heard that we stayed apart yeah. for like whatever, three, four months. Yeah. And I think uh, a huge part of that was that we were both going through really big life changes. And I just had had my second baby. I was super sleep deprived. Everything felt big. Everything felt overwhelming. And also, I was still decluttering the workaholism. So at the same time, I had this huge demand on my capacity. I had two kids under two. And also, we had all these business plans and I was like not at a space where I could manage both of them. And in that, at that time, it was really, really easy for me to lose my temper, to be snappy, to be rude, to be overwhelmed, really, truly reactive to the situation and the state that I was in or that my private life was in. And at that time, you were also going through things that weren't easy in your life and then we were both triggering each other and eventually we were like, all right, we care a lot about the future of our business. We need to take a step back and work these things through on our own. And this is where the self-awareness and the emotional intelligence part comes in again. It's not always butterflies and roses and sunshine and so on and, and, and glitter unicorn parts. Like we had to take that step back and say, okay, we're only talking in the realm of our business and let's put our friendship on hold until we sorted these things out. And four or five months later, we had sorted it out. And now we greatly enjoy spending time together, both as business partners and as friends. Yeah. Like we saw each other every single day this week. Like we went to the spa together. We did our handstand class and we always eat Vietnamese food after handstand class together. We went to the rabbit. Lebanese oh yeah, we ate, we ate Lebanese food. Uh, there was our Arabic roots together. <laughs> and yeah. And then, and then today, and this is actually one of the last days that we're going to see each other before Francesca moves back to South America. And then I will see you again in January when I'm coming to travel uh, to visit you. Finally, after 14 years, I'm not pregnant. Don't have a little kid on my side. I can. Go see you. I actually was about to give up. <laughs> <laughs> Finally live up on that, that invitation that's been open for so long. But yeah, every time, like I could never go. I was always in the U.S. on a visa that didn't allow me to travel or something, leave the country. And then after that, I moved to Germany and I got pregnant. And I was pregnant or I had a kid that was less than two years old and then I was pregnant again. So now it's. Every, everyone's over three years old. I'm like, all right, you're staying with daddy. I'm going to visit Francesca. Yeah, that's going to be so <laughs> much fun. Yeah, I'm really excited. I've never been to Peru, so yeah. So yeah, if you're thinking about starting a business or you're in business with a significant other, a friend, what do you think are the important parts for them to like recognize 
is if it's like a little bit difficult right now or hard to navigate. To choose who you go into business, as we mentioned before, we definitely yeah. you trust each other. Your core values should align. Yeah. And your worth ethics and stuff like that should definitely align. Then you both should work on emotional intelligence because we worked on it. Yeah, we, we both coaching. did coaching for like 20K just to build that emotional awareness. Awareness, because you need to build that up. It's sometimes difficult to separate the private, like friendship part from the work part, and then it gets tangled up, and then it gets messy, and you need to be able to actually be self-aware enough to say, you know what, like right now I can't deal with it. I want to take a step yeah. back and then recontinue in two or three months when I have my stuff sorted. Yeah, you definitely should never have conversations when you're both in a dysregulated space. No. Like, take a step back, don't answer via WhatsApp or Messenger or whatever you're using. Like, take a break from the communication, wait until you're back in a neutral energy, and then you can reply, and then you can have an objective conversation. And then also, like, the self-awareness of, like, why am I feeling the way I do? If you aren't tuned into your feelings, your feelings will run the show. Like, if you can't witness your own thoughts and your own feelings and respond rather than react to them, you're going to be like, yeah, like like a dysregulated hot mess express the way you see every day in politics, on the street, a lot of people, they have not built that more aware, like that greater awareness to be very intentional in your communication, in your interaction. And that is so, so, so important. Like you cannot slack on. Yeah, this is a groundwork because the problem is if you are close on a private level and you have an argument on the business level, you know how to hurt the person. As good as you know the person and it has so many adventures, if you are not aware, you can use it against it and then break a business partnership and a friendship beyond repair if you're not careful. Yeah, and I think this is something we've really figured out so well we are intentionally investing into our friendship. Like we have times where we meet up and we're like, we're not talking about business at all. And what was that face? No, I was thinking about our handstand class. This Monday, we never talk about it. In the middle of handstand, she goes like, oh, we need to record that podcast episode. In the middle of I At remember, least you were standing on your feet and not on your head. I, I just remembered that. It was just a reminder. Yeah, we're both quite scatterbrained. So this is really funny for us. <laughs> like people are sometimes surprised, but we're scatterbrained in very different areas. Like I cannot do scheduling, timing, where we meet, when we meet. Like she always knows she needs to call me <laughs> beforehand. I will not show up on time or in the right place. And oh my God. And 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 for her, it's more like, yeah, other stuff that, 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 that I'm more so. able to, to remember in terms of like work. Yeah. In me, it's more like if I don't write it down and I don't do it then five hours later, it's like, did you do it? Oh, yeah, right. That existed. <laughs> <laughs> so that's like something else, right? If you know each other's weaknesses, it's not a problem. Like we all have opportunities for growth or things that don't come as easily to, to you, but you can balance it out in your friendship and in your relationship. And it's very 
very important that you just stay very open to the fact that there is different strengths in that relationship and focus on how you can complement each other rather than pointing out, hey, you don't do this as well as me, which I think mm-hmm. we've got pretty well down. No, we got that. That was, that was never an issue for us, but I have definitely seen that with other relationships from clients, for example, that were more challenging in context. No problems we never had. Yeah. That was, that was a, that was a good one. <laughs> <laughs> definitely my int- emotional intelligence had a quantum leap after having kids and also like my relationship to productivity. Those were like the two big tripping stones for me that were threatening our relationship because yeah, when, when I'm overwhelmed, I get very, very reactive and it's, it's very hard for me to stay in a neutral energy when I'm like drowning. And that's how it felt the first couple of with baby E and two kids under it. That, that was hard. Yeah, but we put it under control. When you start to get drunk, you say go outside. Yes. <laughs> and that's really important too. So all of the things that I've developed since the keys to happiness, like becoming so aware of like the different needs that you have and how to build a business in alignment and so on. All of those things were created as a result of the friction and the challenges that we've gone through personally, but also together. And she knows what I need when I'm getting dysregulated. So when she notices, she can just be like, it seems like you're a little bit reactive. It seems like you're a little bit dysregulated. What do you need right now? Have you gone outside? Have you petted your bunnies? Have you taken time to be with your kids? Like, I don't need to tell her, hey, I'm stressed out. She can just be like, hmm, you don't seem like your normal happy self. Have you filled your keys to happiness? Have you filled your need? And that is something that works really well, I think. Yeah, because we know each other so well, we notice right away when something is up with the other person. So we can yeah. sometimes point it out and be like, hey, that way. Mm. And we can also coach each other a little bit when one of us engages in like my mental drama. It's like very helpful and very, yeah, it feels very safe because we don't even have to carry things outside. We can just be like, hey doesn't really make sense that you're feeling really overwhelmed about this thing, or it doesn't really make sense that this thing looks like a mountain to you. It's really just a molehill. And I think those are are really important. Well, we would really love to know what you thought about this episode and what you've taken away. So please send me a message on Instagram. I always want to know. And if you have questions, Underneath this episode in the show notes, there's actually a link where you can record your questions. So if you have a question to Francesca and me or about working together as friends or as significant others, then you can just like, or any other question, really, you can click that link and leave me a voice note and it's going to be answered on the podcast. That's a new feature that we're really excited about. Yeah. And hopefully we're going to do another episode in like six or 12 months with even more input and answering your specific question. Yes. We're looking forward to that, actually. It's fun. <laughs> yes. Agree. Everything we do together is fun. Yeah. <laughs> Except taxes. <laughs> I don't know. It was fun. <laughs> That's why I stay out of it. That's why we have So wishing you a phenomenal rest of the day, and we'll see you on the show. Tune into the other episodes as well. Find me on Instagram. Yeah. Join me in all places. It's going to be a really good. Thank you, everybody, for joining or listening. And yeah, bye. Bye. Bye.
content loungers, listen up. This is your chance to ditch the hustle and take a massive leap in your business and your income. This month, one of you guys is going to work with me one-on-one and together we will create a content strategy that turns you into a client and money magnet without working more. This is valued at over $2,000. And to get in on this, simply leave me a five-star review, take a screenshot and DM it to me on Instagram. Wishing you all massive success in your business. See you next week. And until then, sit back, relax and let your content do the work for you.